2022 was Tara's first year as a six-figure portrait photographer after being in business for several years, and she credits this to super solid foundations. In this episode, we talk about her business growth and where she wants to take her business in the future. Hey, boudoir photographers. Are you ready to be totally booked out with high-paying clients? I'm Tracy Lynn, and I went from side hustle photographer to running a million-dollar boudoir photography business, working just 30 hours a month. That's right, just 30 hours a month. On this podcast, I tell you how I did it and how you can too. Welcome back, guys. Today, I want to introduce you to past TLC coaching client, Tara Brown. She's a bit different than guests I've had in the past because she's a portrait photographer specializing mostly in seniors and brand photography with occasional events and other portraits as well. I wanted to bring her on here to celebrate her 2022 achievements. Prior to 2022, she hadn't had a six-figure year. She'd come close, but she hadn't quite hit that six-figure mark. In 2022, she finally made it happen, but not just like 100,000, like barely there. She jumped straight to 150,000. Today, we're going to talk through the strategies and decisions she made in her business to make it happen, as well as some cool things she's been a part of in the past year. So with that, let me introduce you to Tara of Tara Brown Photography from Seattle, Washington. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. So like, what did you just, what did you do before you decided photography was something you wanted to do with your entire life? (laughs) Yeah, it was doing photography for my entire life was never a plan. Um, And that was never an idea. So before that, I was an event planner for the University of Washington Medical Center. Uh, I put on employee engagement events and um, sports tournaments, awards, banquets, things like that. And I did that for almost eight years. And uh, that was pretty much fresh out of college. And so I didn't have yeah really much of a career before that. But midway through working at the UW, I um, picked up my camera and like took a class and so started building or took a program and started building my business on the side while I was doing that. So, yeah. So you're a little bit different than some of my previous guests. Most of them are boudoir photographers. So I know you do a lot of different types of photography. So which one is your favorite? So it's actually kind of changed over the last few years. I used to say that high school seniors were my favorite to photograph and they still are like up at the top for me. But over the last year and a half, I've really, uh, over half of my business, I would say, has become headshot photography. And I think if you had asked me that a few years ago, I probably wouldn't have been that excited about it. But the way that I've been able to improve my skills and improve my connections and the quality of photos that I'm giving people and like their excitement around a headshot, you know, like, (laughs) this is really, this is really great. And it, that type of photography really feeds into a lot of my personal interests and needs as well, just for relationship building and connecting with other adults and things like that. So that has become my favorite for sure. But yes, I do also portrait work in general. Anytime I'm working with one person, I just really love that one-on-one connection. And uh, yeah, I do event photography and all sorts of other things here and there. So do you ever do like weddings or anything? Oh, yes, I did weddings. (laughs) Uh, And I was never a high volume wedding photographer. I want to say that I had a few summers where I did maybe eight weddings, but Mm -hmm. I live in Seattle. Seattle summers are 
the best anywhere, I would say, but that is the time that we need to take advantage of when we live here. And so I decided a few years back that I no longer want to do weddings because I don't want to work on the weekends in the summer. And those long, long days really hurt my body. And I'm like really fit and active, but it still hurts my body. And so I still take on a handful, like maybe one or two weddings per year for the last few summers, but they have to fit the criteria for me of not being on a weekend or not being in the summer and being six hours or less. So, you know, I've made these rules for myself and I don't market it anywhere. So it's only people who know me who are even asking that. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I appreciate all the people who do them and they are fun days. Absolutely. But it's just not what I wanted for my lifestyle. I love that you set those boundaries so quickly. Like that was <laughs> before we ever started working together for sure. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you already set your boundaries quick. <laughs> so do you call yourself portrait photographer then? I say portrait and headshots. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So what is your actual dream for Tara Brown photography? I want my own studio space that. Like right now, I actually will have people come to my home for headshots only uh, and do, I'll set up my den as a studio, but it's not ideal. It works. It's great. You do what you got to do. But I would love to have my own space where I can actually invite clients in, show my work, do photo shoots there, host events, you know, make it be, have it kind of like a community space in a sense, or just feel really inviting. I want people to want to come and spend time there. And that might be a home studio, but just something detached or something in the future. So having my own space for that. um, But I also, I mean, similar to you, I also do really enjoy talking with other budding photographers or business owners in general. And having been in the business now for over a decade, I know that I know a lot more. I may not feel like I'm the expert in some things, but I know I know a lot more than the person just starting. And there's ways that I can help. And I have mentored some photographers in their early stages and I talked to other businesses business owners in adjacent industries and stuff and so that just really it's really fulfilling to see how you can contribute to someone's growth and success and so I would absolutely love to do that one day as well and I think that you know last year I photographed I think I had almost 120 paid photo shoots and uh, I would like that to get a lot lower. <laughs> and so, you know, shifting into other forms of, um, of earning, you know, within the business still would be fun. So I'd, I'd like to have that branch as well. And yeah, do some education. What is your absolute favorite thing about photography? I think that it is when I'm taking a portrait of someone and I get the connection with them and the camera and we both look at that picture and we just kind of take a deep breath and we're like, wow, that's you. You know, like I think when people see themselves in a way that they haven't before, and I know you can relate to this with boudoir, (laughs) uh, when people see themselves in that way where they're just like, wow, one, I feel seen, that feels like me and it's stunning. You know, it's just that combination of everything I think is so great. And, and it helps me feel closer to my clients. I become friends with so many of them. So that was maybe several things that are my favorite things, but. (laughs) (laughs) And it's awesome to hear that, that it's not just in boudoir photography, because I mean, 
I'm so wrapped up over here in boudoir that yeah. that's where you always hear it. So it's yeah. awesome to see and hear that it's over there too. Yeah. Even in, you know, corporate headshots, you can still get that feeling. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. My favorite thing is when a client will be like, I don't like this side of my face. And I'm like, have you only seen it on a uh, phone? Right. <laughs> There's right. a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lens selection and lighting yes. <laughs> and styling, all the things make such a huge difference. <laughs> you had a really cool opportunity last year working with Lululemon. So are you able to talk about it at all or? Yeah, I think that that's, I can keep it kind of high level. They contacted me to, first of all, it was so exciting because I wear Lululemon 95% of my life, <laughs> except for at this moment, actually. But otherwise, um, yeah, I always wear them. And uh, someone that I used to work with at the University of Washington, or who had hired me, like her department had hired me there, she moved to Lululemon and she referred me for some employer branding photos, which is not anything that you would see on their Instagram or main website. It's for their jobs website. But it was super fun because I got to go photograph people working in one of their retail stores, people at their like downtown Seattle, um, like more corporate kind of office. Uh, it's like their tech support and some other things there. And then I also got, got to go to a distribution center in Washington, which was really fun because I felt like a kid in the candy store. I'm like, all the leggings, all the sweatshirts, you know, it was, everything was there. So it was really fun to be part of that behind the scenes look at everything and to just build a connection with such a big brand and one that I totally love. I mean, that was really special to me. So I don't know what that will lead to for this year. Um, I do need to chat with them about any, any of their photo needs, but yeah, it was super fun. And I was really grateful for that opportunity and just the connection that worked out. Yeah. That's awesome. So is that something yeah. you would want to pursue? Obviously it is like getting to work with them all. all the yeah. Time. Getting to work with them all the time would be great, but I will say, you know, doing the branding photos were really, was really fun, but also I was brought into their office to do headshots and I've done now events for one of their offices as well. And so it leads to a lot of different types of photography. And if I can do a lot of the, you know, the headshot work is great for me because it's yeah. stationary and it's a lot of people all at once and it's a lot of fun. So, and it's up your alley too. That's what it you is like. very, it is up my alley. It's exactly. Yes. Well, that's yeah. awesome. I'm super yeah. excited. I was so excited. Like you were able to put a little bit of behind the scenes on your story. And so I made right. sure I was watching that day when you were there. Yeah. <laughs> that was exciting. Yeah. So, it was really fun. This was your first six figure year, 2022. Mm -hmm. So, but not just six figures, you actually hit 150,000. What did. were your thoughts when you looked at your books the very first time? So, well, I realized back in September that I had surpassed 100K. Yeah. And I thought, one, it's about dang time. Two, <laughs> two, oh, because I have not stopped working for the last six months. You know, yeah. it's just the sheer <laughs> volume of everything made sense. Uh, but I was so proud and just that number had been on my mind for a long time. And there were certain factors that I think over the last several years had especially contributed to me not reaching them, COVID being one of them, of course. Uh, but interestingly enough, when I left my job at the University of Washington, I had told myself, as long as I can just make what I did 
at UW, I'll be fine. And I did that almost exactly for four years. And I thought, okay, I need to start manifesting a new number now because clearly I am just st stuck here. And so, you know, I, at the beginning of uh, 2020, when I was doing um, goal setting, I had wanted to hit six figures and then COVID just totally screwed things over. But I made a pretty good recovery in 2021. And then, well, hey, we'll start talking about when I started working with you. But, uh, but I think that, I, yeah, to get back to the original question, I was so proud of that. And then at the end of the year, I, so when I hit 100K, I thought, I wonder if I can end the year at 150. And like within dollars, Tracy, 150 in revenue. <laughs> uh, it was crazy to me to actually see that. Yeah. This year, you better be like uh, 250. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It is at least 200 and cutting my photo shoots down like by 50 shoots or something like no Absolutely. more than 75 or something, which is still yeah. a lot. But, um, but it's still doable. It's, it's totally doable. And I know I can do the high volume stuff, too, but it's just I would like to lower it. One thing that I want to say, because a lot of my listeners are boudoir photographers, your volume, you might be doing 120, but a lot of them are like headshots. So they're not not near like what my boudoir photographers would probably do at right 120 sessions. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. They are as far as full-fledged portrait sessions that are, you know, multiple hours, I'm probably doing like 20 of those, but then for headshots, I'm either working with an individual or I'm going into a company and being there for a day. Um, and I do a lot, a fair amount of event photography as well. So you know, my pricing structure is kind of different for all of those things too. And so, um, yeah, that kind of contributes to the variety and the needs of people that I work with. So it's hard to get your sales average. Exactly. Like you don't, it's hard to figure out what sales average you need because you're all right. on board too. So yeah. yours is definitely a lot more complicated than a lot of <laughs> people. We had a lot of fun with my spreadsheets, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> So if you had to pick three words to describe what makes up a successful photography business, what would it be and why? Yeah, I thought about this one this morning because um, obviously I want it to be helpful to other people, but, cool. <laughs> you know, reflecting on my career and what I kind of wish I knew back then and uh, back in the beginning and what I know now. So the three words I came up with are kindness, consistency, and processes and kindness seems probably like it should go without saying. Mm -hmm. However, uh, I think that that is one thing that attracts people to working with me and encourages them to refer their friends or colleagues to work with me. And I've also heard really sad stories about poor experiences that people have when a photographer isn't kind or respectful or empathetic. And I'm thinking, I have no idea why <laughs> that person would want to behave that way. Uh, yeah but it makes such a big difference. People feel good around me and so they want to work with me. So that is one of my keys to success anyway. Okay. And consistency, um, when I am consistent, I do very well. And I've also been very inconsistent many times and I don't see the growth that I wanted to have. And so I think from the beginning, I, I think I'm a perfectionist. And so there are often times when I'm trying to break free from that because there are times when I won't do something or put something out because I don't think it's ready and I don't think it's perfect yet. And that holds me back so often. Whereas if I just do little steps just to be consistent every day and to build habits, 
good habits. <laughs> uh, that is really important. And processes, which I especially appreciate about working with you. Uh, but I did have a handful of them in place before we worked together. But I mean, early in my business, well, one, I had no business background. And mm -hmm. so I was just flying by the seat of my pants and, you know, figuring things out as I went along, which was great and taking courses and learning from other photographers here and there. But I feel like in the last three to four years is when I am actually committed to having my processes. And there are definitely, there's definitely other ones that I can add that will make my life easier, but having that in place so that communication mm -hmm. is you know, you're on time talking to people. So you get your invoices out. You just, you know what your strategy is and, um, and you just, you know how you need to function in your work. It's so mm -hmm. important so that you're not just guessing what to do next or, mm -hmm. or having, you know, inconsistencies in how you do something. It can just really make it confusing for your clients if that's not there. So those are my three words. Do you struggle with comparing yourself to others in the field? And if so, how do you navigate this? I think that lately, I would say like at least over the last few years, I look to other photographers for inspiration. And if I see their work as being more advanced than mine, I see that as aspirational. Uh, I don't like playing the comparison game, but certainly I have before. It's I think it's when I've played that game with myself before, it's more to try it because I'm trying to place myself in the industry and like, who am I? What am I? What is my style? What do I offer people? So I think that it comes from that, the root, mm -hmm. that like, that's the root. I'm not looking at someone's work and thinking that I'm crap because I can't do what they do, thankfully. And I know that some people might, have a different experience with that but no I definitely I'm more intentional about how I view other people's work and I try not to make assumptions about what their lifestyle is like or what their business is like and I don't know what they do behind the scenes or if they have people that they hire for stuff or or what their journey was like to get there you know so yeah it's it's not great and I one um one quote that I'm sure we've heard but from many people, but it's like comparison is the thief of joy and it's like, appreciate where you are. So and I think that that's like a really good thing to point out is that because early in my business, I was really bad about comparison, my comparing myself. And it's for the same reason you said, I was just trying to figure out who, who I was, what my style was and everything. Mm -hmm. As soon as I figured it out, I was fine with like looking at other photographers work and everything because I know my style. I know what I do. I know how I like to shoot and exactly. when I try to shoot like somebody else, it doesn't even work anyway. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that really helps. Like the longer you're in business, the less you'll compare, I think too. Yes, I do For think so. So let's switch gears. Now that you've been through my programs, even though it was probably like, what, a year ago? <laughs> I know, like over that, it's crazy. Yeah. I know. So what made you look for a business coach? I feel like we just kind of like fell into each other's world, but. We did. We absolutely did. Yeah. We connected on Instagram and I looked at your work and I admired the work that you did, but also I think that I was, the timing was perfect because I was, it was, 
it was like mid 2021, right? And so it was after, well, I think we connected before that, but you know, COVID had already been tough and I had been thinking, how can I make my business come back? I needed some extra accountability too, because I have a list of plenty of ideas, but implementation <laughs> is often uh, my biggest challenge. And even working with you, implementation is my biggest challenge. What I've been telling myself and even other people when they ask me about working with a business coach is even if I do 1% of what Tracy says, I'm still going to make progress from mm -hmm. where I was before. Mm -hmm. And I think that I would always come to our meetings saying like, oh my gosh, I didn't do my homework, you know, but there are sense. certain <laughs> things, there are certain things that I did that mm -hmm. I focused on that I truly believe made the difference in how my 2022 went. And so. And I think like yeah. this, it's definitely helped like you focusing on your numbers and like where you wanted to go because mm -hmm. you believe that like you knew where you wanted to go. There was just, you weren't sure what you needed to do in order to get there. And I do think that those spreadsheets helped you focus. They did. Yeah, they did. I will say that knowing what my sales averages needed to be, or mm -hmm. I guess we had, we did come down to one sales average, but knowing what that needed to be before I committed to a job, or mm -hmm. left the house, you know, there are some shoots that I took that would be less than that, but it was either on my way home from something I was already doing, you know, like the timing worked or whatever. It wasn't going to be a huge sacrifice. And, you know, so I made sure that everything fit within the goals that I had set for myself. And for 2021, even though I only worked with you, I want to say for like seven months of that year, because we started mid-year. I think my sales average was within like $11 of yeah. what the goal was. And I haven't finalized my spreadsheets from 2022, but I have a feeling that it is really Real. dang close. Yeah. And especially for certain, you know, if I pull out some of those anomalies that are, um, yeah. you know, just kind of random things that I do here and there, if I pull those out and really focus on the things that I want to be doing, I am positive that. I'm yeah. still really close to it. So just having that number in mind honestly made such a huge difference to me. And it's just really yeah. interesting how you can like, I made it happen. Those yeah. types of shoots came to me and I made sure that they fit. So, yeah. And I don't yeah. think that they just came to you. I think it was the work that you had put in, That's but it. <laughs> it also, you were just more focused and you were able to get that, that mm -hmm. specific work. So, yeah. And I raised I my prices and, yeah. uh, there were some people that I had worked with previously who were like, oh, that's a little over now. Most people did not bat an eye. Right. And I thought, dang, how long ago <laughs> should I have done this anyway? Exactly. But, you know, doing that helped a ton as well, that alone. And so just having the confidence in my pricing and knowing what I needed to earn. Yeah. Those are my two biggest takeaways. I feel like that's a takeaway that the audience should hear too. <laughs> Your, your clients are probably not even going to think about the fact that you raise your prices. They're probably not even going to notice that you raise your prices, to be honest, especially right. if you're doing in-person sales, they're not mm -hmm. going to have a <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that that should be the thing that holds you back from raising your prices is your current clients. You're probably going to lose some along the way, but right. it's going to be better. Yeah. No, you'll get people who will grow with you or people who will join you as you grow. It'll be fine. <laughs> and usually the clients that you lose along the way are ones you probably didn't want anyway. <laughs> so before we started working together, what was your biggest struggle, do you think? 
I think organization and having you know the processes like I had certain things but I processes and consistency because I had certain things in place but I wasn't always doing them you know my bookkeeping uh for example well I actually I got on, I got that together a, a little bit before we started working together but the bookkeeping coupled with the spreadsheets having yeah. those um totally helped so I, yeah I had been struggling with that I think that also over actually at the beginning of COVID is when I had started my consistent email newsletter. So like prior to COVID that had been a really big challenge for me. And we have talked a lot about email sequences and how I can make that, um, you know, an automated funnel and things like that. So there are definitely things that I had been wanting to do and trying to do that you helped bring some clarity and structure to. Yeah. And I also think that um, I struggled with being like with calling myself one thing. I didn't, I wanted to be the everything photographer yeah. because I like doing lots of things and people want to hire me. If they hire me for one thing, they want to hire me for a bunch of other stuff. So it was a real challenge for me to hone in on what I like to do. And I think that working together has helped me based on numbers, see what I get hired for the most, where I make my money. And that's great, but then it also feels really good to then realize, okay, this is what people want me for and I enjoy it, as we said earlier. And so I think helping, yeah, to bring that focus and clarity to some of the things that I had been mm -hmm. struggling with in advance uh, prior to working together, that for really sure. helped. See, spreadsheets fix everything. Right, it's amazing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you make them for me, I'm good. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what was working in your business and what wasn't working? What was working uh, was my connection with people and getting referrals and having consistent work, uh, with, like having repeat clients. Mm -hmm. I, I felt really good about that. What wasn't working, in my opinion, f based on the repeat clients in particular, was when I wanted to make changes to how I did things. I know not most of my clients didn't experience my different variations of pricing and structure and how I run things. You know, like if people hire me one time, they don't know the difference, but there were some people that have been with me for a long time. And so it's like each year it was a little bit different, not only just prices had changed, but how I did, yeah. how I offered collections or how I did my sales sessions or whether or not I did sales sessions. I've been doing in-person sales now for several years, but prior mm -hmm. to that, you know, it was, like, okay, yeah, you're paying for your whole gallery, but here is the whole gallery and that's it. And, um, and some people still do want that and that's fine, but just, yeah, that has changed. So I think that knowing how to um, set things up so I would feel really comfortable and confident with what I was presenting to my clients was definitely a struggle. And, yeah. and I would get advice or buy templates or something like that, you know, to help guide me in the right direction. But I think that it still hadn't felt complete mm -hmm. or whole, really whole. And yeah, and I wasn't comfortable with it then. But now I'm like, I can just tell you what it is. And this, here we go. Like, and when you're that prepared, your sales averages probably went way mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this is what this is. And you can just like roll it off your tongue because you're not constantly changing it all yes. the time. 
Yes, absolutely. I tell my, my uh, coaching clients all the time, like go into your sessions confident and your clients aren't even going to know the difference. So Mm -hmm. it totally is true. Yep. So what are you looking forward to in the future? Like the future of your life, the future of your business? (laughs) like all the things, all the things. Oh my gosh. How much time do we have? Uh, I am looking forward to, I mean, in the next year to several years, just looking forward to continuing to focus on the things that I've learned with you, honestly, and being able to get my business to consistently crank out 150, Mm -hmm. 200, 250 revenue or more. Great. I would love to do that. I still do envision actively being a photographer for as long as my body will allow me. And so, but building then like, I mean, I want to be like the premier Seattle headshot photographer, but also have people outside of the state or maybe even outside of the country to recognize my work and want to hire me for that. I was talking with a friend about that the other day, actually. And I mean, traveling for photography is not as glamorous as it seems, but to have that, (laughs) to have the recognition, I mean, I would be very happy if Microsoft and Starbucks and Costco, you know, we have a lot of big companies in Seattle. Like if they all want to hire me for headshots, great. You know, like, let me just stick with that. But to be recognized as like a lead, a leader in that line of photography and also for other people to want to learn from as well. I mean, that education and coaching piece is definitely something that I want to do um, in, you know, down the line. And so, those are some of those dreams. Um, and then, you know, the studio we've talked about, I would love, I have a, I would love to buy a home again soon and have a space that is dedicated to my work. And so, yeah. And lots of vacation and more international travel. I love building that in on the spreadsheet too. Like how many weeks am I taking off and knowing that? And yeah, we have to have that part in there. Like we do sustainability, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I've already got at least four weeks on the books this year, so we're good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love that you pointed out that, um, traveling for photography is not that glamorous. Oh no. (laughs) Done it. And oh my gosh, that I swear that's the most stressful thing. Yeah. And I want no part of it. That's why I have my studio in St. Louis. (laughs) Yeah. I've traveled for weddings and, it seems very cool that people want to fly you out somewhere. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of work. So I did travel. The, the traveling that I will do now is like, if I can put all my gear in my car and I have to drive a few hours, fine. But I don't want to have to rent things in another location or <laughs> you know, have to shove it on an over, in an overhead bin or something. So it's just, yep. let me stay at home. I'm good. <laughs> I've done all that. And I'm yeah. like, no. <laughs> I want yeah. it to be able to fit into my little, my little studio space. That's all I need. I don't want mm-hmm. to, don't stress me out that somebody's going to bring my camera while we're going somewhere. Like, no, right. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. It seems very cool. Oh, they hired me to go to Puerto Rico or something. And then, yeah, yeah that, that was fun. It was, <laughs> but I would I'll pay, I'll pay yeah. to go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for coming on today. Is there My anything pleasure. else you want to add or tell the audience about photography or education in general? Just that even though you and I have both been in the business for a long time, we are still learning 
And there are always going to be things that we can improve upon. And so I really, throughout my career, I have gone to conferences, gone to workshops, watched workshops Mm -hmm. online, you know, practice skills. And the consistency piece is a huge part of being able to improve as a photographer. And so I just encourage everyone to keep learning, find the people that they enjoy learning from, because there are going to be a million people who teach the same subjects, you know, but connecting with you, like I felt a connection to you. There are probably other business coaches and photography coaches I could have hung out with, but you know, (laughs) I I decided that I liked your personality and how you did things and the way you approach your work. And so this was a good fit. And so, yeah, just in general, you know, keep learning and keep pushing and, you know, whatever really gives you a good spark, like focus on that, you know, whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed working with you for sure. So me too, me too. too. Randomly found each other on Instagram. (laughs) Instagram has been a surprising place for me to not just like connect with audience members, but to meet some of my like closest people I have never met in real life, like business friends. And yeah, yeah, you are one of them. So (laughs) I appreciate it. I'm so grateful for it. Yes. Well, I am so thankful that you came on to the podcast today. So tell everyone where they can find you real quick. And then, yeah. Uh, so I'm on Instagram for socials. I'm mostly on Instagram. You can find me at Tara Brown photography. That's T A R A Brown, like the color. And uh, my website is Tara hyphen Brown.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, my DMS are open and <laughs> email as well. So feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. I really enjoyed the conversation today. Thank you, Tracy. Of course. Can't wait to chat with you soon. And just thank you for all of your help. I really, can I, can I give you a round of applause? Because um, I just, I so appreciate how you've helped me grow my business. And I'm excited that you've been growing yours and that so many people are able to learn from you and hopefully totally kick butt. So um, yeah. So thank you for, thank you for offering that for all of us. I'm really proud of how far Tara came in just that short time we worked together. We only worked together for one year, and she went from a consistent five-figure photographer to $150,000. She almost doubled her revenue in less than a year. So I'm really, really proud of how far she came. If you get just one thing from this episode, I want you to understand that her results were not just due to the strategy that I gave her. They're due to a combination of her work ethic and the strategy, plus her trust in the process. If you're dreaming of these kind of results in your own boudoir photography business or photography business in general, I want you to head over to my website, tracylanecoaching.com and click coaching in the menu. When you're ready to dive in, DM me on Instagram at itstracylynn and let's change your life and business for the better. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sustainable Freedom with Boudoir Photography. Please be sure to rate and follow so that you never miss an episode. They drop every Thursday and they're always full of super actionable information for you to apply right now in your boudoir business. Until then, make your next shoot your best shoot.